Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, we've looked at self-love and toxic positivity and they all boil down to the one big thing we have not yet tackled at the club. Self-compassion. Lauren is eye-rolling. Can you hear her, clubbers? That's what we are looking at today, self-compassion. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon and this is Self-Care Club. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club. Kristen Neff, PhD, is the queen of the study of self-compassion. As one of the world's most influential research psychologists, she is the OG when it comes to defining and measuring it almost 20 years ago. In her words, having compassion for oneself is really no different than having compassion for others. Self-compassion involves acting the same way towards yourself when you're having a difficult time, fail or notice something you don't like about yourself. Instead of just ignoring your pain with a stiff upper lip mentality, you stop to tell yourself, this is really (laughs) difficult right now. How can I comfort and care for myself in this moment? Instead of mercilessly judging and criticising yourself for various inadequacies or shortcomings, self-compassion means you are kind and understanding when confronted with personal failings. After all, who ever said you were supposed to be perfect? Oh, this is interesting. This is interesting. And it makes me laugh that you have just read that out. And I'm already uncomfortable. I, I mean, this is just totally not how you go through would life. Ever roll. No. Never. Mm-mm. And I don't think there's any amount of work that will change that. <laughs> so Great. Just, so thanks, thanks for the vote of confidence uh, there. So thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back <laughs> next week. Because <laughs> that's how Lauren got on. Well, Kristen Neff continues, you may try to change in ways that allow you to be more healthy and happy, but this is done because you care about yourself, not because you are worthless or unacceptable as you are. Perhaps most importantly, having compassion for yourself means that you honour and accept your humanness. You listening? I'm listening. You've got to honour and accept your humanness. Ears wide open. Are they though? They are, they are. are. They're open. Is it going in? It's filtering. Or is is it just sort of staying (laughs) very periphery and it's just then slipping off? Sliding. Oh no, that's fine for everyone else. It just doesn't. Yeah, (laughs) Just doesn't. It's nothing to do with me. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. 
things will not always go the way you want them to, Lauren. You will encounter frustrations, Lauren. Losses will occur, Lauren. You will make mistakes, <laughs> Lauren. You will bump up against your limitations, fall short of your ideals, Lauren. This is the human condition, Lauren. A reality <laughs> shared by all of us, Lauren. <laughs> The more you open your heart to this reality, Lauren, instead of constantly fighting against it, the more you will be able to feel compassion for yourself and all your fellow humans in the experience of life. Aha, aha. Are you listening? I am listening. As I always said to my girls, are your listening ears on? <laughs> you have two ears and one mouth. Switch your listening ears on. Yes. So they're wise words. They're wise words. Yeah. So self-compassion is simply the process of turning compassion inward. Nice. Research says <laughs> that self-compassion is one of the most powerful sources of coping and resilience we have available to us, radically improving our mental and physical well-being. It also motivates us to make changes and reach our goal, not because we're inadequate, but because we care and we want to be happy. I like it. I like it. It's the most, it shows the most resilience. Mm. And you consider yourself resilient, don't I do, you? I do. So perhaps this is something <laughs> you could add to that resilience. <laughs> I didn't even need to ask how you've got on with it, but we'll come to it. Okay. People with high levels of self-compassion show three behaviours. First, they are kind rather than judgmental about their own failures and mistakes. Second, they recognise that failures are a shared human experience. And third, they take a balanced approach to negative emotions when they mess up by allowing themselves to feel bad, but not to let negative emotions overcome them. This is a very nice carry-on after toxic positivity. Totally. I mean, it's as if we plan the shows. My God, who knew? Who knew? Kristen Neff also has some important things to say on what self-compassion is not. Nice. She's very clear that self-compassion is not self-pity. Nice. But how do we separate the two? Yeah, and how can we recognise it? Right, so people involved in self-pity are so enmeshed in their own problems, they forget that other people have problems of their own. They can get totally wrapped up in themselves and their own drama, and they feel like they're the only ones who are suffering. And I think we can all think of a friend or two who does this can't we in our lives yeah i mean yeah i've come across those people before of for course. sure what self-pity does is exaggerate their feelings of personal suffering and it separates them from other people but with self-compassion it allows you to see that your own experiences are related to other people's and you don't feel disconnected so when you're throwing yourself a little pity party you can't be objective about your situation but when you are in self-compassion you can see the bigger picture i mean you don't do either no, I don't. I know this is No, I do a bit. But you don't do a pity party. Sometimes I do. I can. You slip into it. But you get you get very, out of it very quickly. Yeah, like 20 seconds of pity party. You I know can that's do. allowed. Okay, <laughs> You're thanks. allowed a 20 second pity party. But also you would never sit in the pity party, but you would also never sit in self-compassion. No, I sit in neither. What do you sit in then? I don't know what it's called. I'm fine. That's what it's I called. I sit in the I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. But when you're in self-compassion, you can say, what I'm going through is really hard, but it's a completely normal thing for people to suffer from this same thing that I'm suffering from at some point in their lives. So can we also talk about self-compassion versus self-indulgence? Yes. They are not the same. No. 
It's a bit like self-pity and self-compassion. Yeah. It's just not the same. But lots of people are quite hesitant of being self-compassionate because they think it's an excuse to let themselves go, oh, I've had such a hard day, so I'm going to be kind to myself and sit here on the sofa all evening with a family-sized bar of dairy milk. Yeah. That, my friends, is indulgence. Self-compassion means focusing on your long-term health and happiness. I think there's other examples that you can give to that of what's indulgent and what's compassion. Yes. So, Sometimes indulgence bleeds into self-pity as well, I think. I think that they're very murky waters. Mm. They're mm. very mm. similar. Mm. So, for example, like self-indulgence would be, oh, I'm, if I'm tired, I'm really tired. So self-compassion would be, I'm going to have an early night. And yeah. I'm going to go and put myself to bed and then I'm going to wake up in the morning and feel much better. Yes. Self-indulgence is just, right, you go to bed, you lay in bed all night, you watch TV, you'll eat crap food on in bed, then you lay in and then you're still lying there till 10.30 in the morning, still haven't got anything, that's indulgent. Yeah. And often being self-compassionate is actually not doing the thing that feels like the treat. It's actually doing the harder thing, but for the longer term goal. You think it's a treat, but actually it's not. It's indulgence. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love the distinction. So, but how can you know? How mm. do you know which to choose? Because it's not always the easier choice. So the self-compassion bit might be, do you know what? I am going to get up and go for a walk and do an extra lap because that's really good for my health. And that doesn't feel self-compassionate. That feels meaner than I'm going to sit on the sofa under a blanket and watch Shit's Creek for four hours. That feels like the truth, but it's not self-compassionate because you need to think about your future self, your long-term self. Do you know, sometimes for me, sitting on the couch and watching four hours of, self of Schitt's Creek is self-compassion. Sometimes. Yeah, because I don't, I'll always do the walk. Yeah. Or I'll always push myself yeah. that bit further. So yeah. actually, for me to be compassionate, I have to stop. It's funny. It's just however you function. You just have to be really aware of it. It's true. Self-compassion is also not self-esteem. They're not the same thing. Self-esteem is about our sense of self-worth and how much we like ourselves. And self-compassion is not based on self-evaluation. It's just understanding that all human beings deserve compassion and understanding. And research shows that in comparison to self-esteem, self-compassion is associated with greater emotional resilience, being more caring in relationships, less narcissism, and being less reactive and quick to anger. Mm. So self-compassion shows greater emotional resilience, does it, Lauren? Apparently so. Means you're more caring in relationships, does it, Lauren? Apparently so. Nice. Mm. So it's quite good for you, isn't it? So they say. There's a word of warning, though. Yeah. Some people find that when they practice self-compassion, their pain actually increases at first. So this is called backdraft. The same as in a house fire when the door is opened, oxygen comes in and flames rise. When we open the door in our heart, love goes in and old pain comes out out but we can tackle any pain with self-compassion and the heart will naturally begin to heal you just have to be a bit patient now this is something that we kind of covered in toxic positivity yes it's allowing yourself to feel what you truly feel and not to sit there and go into self-pity or self-indulgence but actually just being really truthful and honest with yourself about what is going on yeah i love that they're merging so much as they always do as they always do it's great 
So for this week's practice, we enlisted the help of Zoe Blasky, our expert of the week. Because Laura needed some help with it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Zoe is the founder of Motherkind, a self-empowerment platform for modern mums. Through Motherkind, Zoe coaches mothers of all backgrounds from global CEOs to full-time mums on how to navigate the huge challenges of modern motherhood. Zoe is a mum of two, and she's also the host of the Motherkind podcast, where she speaks every week to world-leading experts on a range of topics from self-care, mental health, career, nutrition and parenting. And this is what she had to say. Welcome to the Self Care Club. Thank you so much for joining us on today's show. Oh, thank you for having me. So we're talking all about self-compassion, which is your bit of expertise for the week. You're a a special expert. So I wanted to start by asking you, when you think of self-compassion, what does that mean to you and why is it important? Yeah, and it's it's really personal because it's it's essentially because I spent the first 35 years of my life not really liking myself and living with an enemy in my head, a bully in my head, and being really, really unkind to myself. And I saw the impact that that was having. And so I completely transformed that by using the practice that we're going to talk about today and loads of other things. Um, to help me essentially treat myself like I would treat a friend, which sounds bonkers, right? That we wouldn't treat ourselves like we would a friend. But I find this is really universal. Like almost every woman I spoke to knows exactly what I'm talking about when I talk about living with that bully in our head and being the hardest on ourselves than anyone else could ever be. So yeah, that's what it means to me. Essentially, it's being kind to myself, which is, sounds really simple, but it's really hard. It's really it is. Hard. It's really what hard. was the catalyst that made you change that up after 35 years? There was a couple of things. Um, I actually realised how cruel I was being to myself in my sort of mid-20s. I had this realisation when uh, about 90% of my thoughts were essentially bullying to myself but I wasn't able actually to transform it until I became a mother and I started doing the work that I'm doing with mother kind because I thought I started to understand that this this link between how we talk to ourselves and how our children talk to themselves and I thought can I swear yes yeah Yeah, I thought fuck that I'm not having my girls talk to themselves how how I have so it became like just this sort of fire in me I'd always dabbled a bit you know, yeah. for 10 years probably. But I was like, there is no effing way I'm having my girls have an internal dialogue like I have. And I knew that I had to be the one to change that for myself first. So yeah, I set about just working every single day on on transforming it and changing it. Can you give us a, an example of the sort of things that you would say to yourself, just so that someone listening at home would be able to recognise they're in a bully and how they can possibly go about changing that yeah so typically you know during that time someone would give me a side look in the street and I wouldn't think oh it's got nothing to do with me I'm a nice person I would think yeah they're looking at you funny because you look weird I knew you knew that jumper you know looked ridiculous on you or someone would like tut at me in the traffic and I wouldn't think, oh, that person's having a bad day. Nothing to do with me. I think, yeah, that's because you're an inconvenience and you've parked wrong again and you've done it wrong and you're so stupid. And actually you get you get loads wrong or a friend wouldn't reply. And I would instantly think you've done something to offend them. Mm. You've done something to offend them and, and you 
don't realize what it is but no one likes you this is true this, you know just can I would continually look for evidence that the worst thing about me was true and of course you find it everywhere right we, we know we know the way that the brain works we know yeah, it's called the reticular activating system essentially you find what you are looking for so I was just finding evidence everywhere that I was I was a piece of shit we tell ourselves how we feel about ourselves through our actions so every time that I am knackered and I just want to sit down, but I push myself through, what I'm telling myself is that in that moment, you don't matter. Cleaning the playroom is more important than your You don't break. deserve rest. Yeah. So, so what are my actions, my, what I'm actually doing, communicating to myself? I'm always listening. I'm always there. What are they communicating to myself about how I feel about myself? So I always think about that as well. When I um, skip breakfast or don't have a glass of water or I make the kids a really nutritious meal and I have beans on toast, which happens. But I'm thinking, what am I telling myself about myself? What, what is my actions telling myself? And the, the, the more positive the actions can be, even if it feels really hard and unnatural, because remember, you're, you're, you're throwing, you're burrowing, furrowing, what's the word? The other way, it's not going to feel easy to sit down and have a cup of tea when you've always rushed and got the job. It's going to feel excruciating. Yes. Yes. And that is what I help yes. people through. That's what I'm so passionate about because people are like, why is this so hard? I'm like, because change is hard. Your brain, homeostasis is called, your brain wants to keep things the same. Your brain does not want you to, to, to go down the other way of the field because it's about efficiency. Your brain doesn't want to burn that much energy, right? So it's going to feel excruciating. It's going to feel really hard. So I just made it a, like the number one priority. What are we going to do for our week, Zoe? Talk us through it um, step by step. Okay. So there are literally sort of 50 little self-kindness tools in my toolbox that I could have yanked out. But I've chosen this one for a couple of reasons. One, because it is so research-based. And I know that you guys love that. Love and it. Love it. <laughs> and because it takes about 40 seconds. And I know that you guys uh, even better. <laughs> so I hope, I hope this practice is gonna is gonna land for you. It is not mine. It is developed by Dr. Kristen Neff. But this is based on her definition of self-compassion which has three components mm -hmm. so her definition of self-compassion is firstly mindfulness second she calls it common humanity and then the third is self-kindness so I'll talk to each of those because they do feed into this little practice so the first one is mindfulness so often you know like we were saying before the fish doesn't know it's in water when we're being unkind to ourselves it sounds bonkers but often we don't even realize it so the first thing is mindfulness is noticing on purpose without judgment, right? So the first thing is to label it. Mm. So I'm being hard on myself. This is a hard moment. This hurts. You're getting all the look. I'm getting all the look here. <laughs> she is going to hate this week. I can't tell you. This is going to be, I'm not. This is going to be such an edge for you. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, she is so unkind. The judge, she's so unkind to me. It, it's not. It's concern out from your from your friends <laughs> you know? that you are unkind to yourself. I call her the self-care bully. She does. <laughs> she does, because I bully her into looking after herself like and, being water. and being kinder to herself. Yeah. <laughs> does it work? <laughs> no, it no. doesn't work. <laughs> no. So hopefully this will. <laughs> so that's the first step in the practice is that something will happen this week 
or you'll notice you are beating yourself up or something will go wrong and I want you to label it. So this is really hard. God, I'm beating myself up. It's actually really painful or whatever words, but labeling that experience. Even if you just did that, that that is incredible. But then there's two more steps. So the second step is common humanity, which is what Dr. Kristin Neff says. We always forget when we're in a moment of suffering, she calls it. I would call it like a hard moment. We always think, right, this is so true that there's something wrong. It shouldn't be this way. Like the school shouldn't have phoned up and said that I need to go and get my child or the, wa- the, the water tank that what you mean? Like not a- have broken. It's just that we, we, the moment something goes wrong with ourselves, let's say we mess up a project or we forget to hit record on the oh, podcast. Oh, I see. We make it wrong. Yeah. We always think this shouldn't be happening. We resist it. Mm. Whereas she said the most natural thing in the world, the most normal part of being human is, is things being really hard. Mm. But we tend suffering to forget is, that. Suffering is part of life. Suffering is part of life. Exactly. So that's the next step. So something happens and you go, I'm beating myself up. I wish it wasn't this way. We label it. This is really hard. This is a really hard moment. Second thing, remind yourself, I'm part of the human race. There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with this situation. This is really hard. Because what we want to do is resist it. We want to go, there is something wrong. I'm wrong. I'm a mess up. I can't believe that I forgot that I had to pick that kid up with my kid at five o'clock. I am such an idiot. She did this the other day. She did that exact thing the other day. The mother texted her to remind her to check that she was picking her son up. And she'd forgotten. And forgot. she, had, forgotten. she hadn't forgotten to pick the kid up. This was at about One midday. Yeah. Yeah. So she You're good. You're good. She must have said it maybe 20 times from midday till when she had to leave for the school. I can't believe I forgot. I can't. I, said, I mean, I never do. That's not the sort of thing I do. But you didn't forget. There was no kid standing there on his own no, crying at school. Like nothing happened. Nothing happened. But if she hadn't texted me, that poor So kid. this is where that second step is going to be super yeah. powerful for you, right? Because what I want, the, what you could say to yourself if you're yeah. using the practice is, there's not a mother in the world who hasn't done this. There's, I am, uh, there's not a mother in the world who hasn't dropped a little ball like this. Welcome to the human race. That's where you're saying we're all, we're all constantly dropping balls. Because when we do that, we think, I'm the only one. That other mum wouldn't have done it. She's remembered to text me. I would have forgotten all of that narrative. So the second step is we remember. The woman was in Africa, okay, on a really important business trip who's got the most enormous high-powered job. And she kept going on, she's in Africa and she works for such and such. And she remembered and I didn't remember. And I mean, honestly, she went into a whole I'm meltdown. I'm upset. Okay. <laughs> so if you'd have had this practice, I like to think it would have yeah. really changed that for you. You would have caught yes. it. This is like 40 Shame seconds. it didn't happen this week. You never know, Mike. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. I drop balls every day. I hope you'll get lots of chances. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> So that's the second step is that we remember there is nothing wrong with us. Doing stuff wrong, experiencing pain, things happening that we don't want to is the most normal part of the human experience. It's actually more normal than happiness and joy and things going right, unfortunately. So that's that's the second thing, because because when we isolate ourselves and go like you did in that experience, in that dynamic with that other mother, when you make someone, you know, put her on a pedestal, she didn't forget it. I did. 
actually, from a cognitive perspective, what you're doing is separating yourself from the pack, quote unquote. Mm. And that's the really scary place for our psychology and our nervous mm. system to be. I get that. But so then you completely. start to panic. So, so it's remembering, it's remembering there's nothing wrong with me. This is the most normal thing in the world. I am part of the human race. Welcome to the human race. And then the third step is to say something kind to yourself. So let's take that example. It's okay. an amazing example, right? So you get that message from that mum. And if we were using this practice, this is how we would do it. Mm. First thing we would do is we'd get that message and you'd go, I'd put my hand on my heart or something. That's how I do it. And I go, oh, God, this really hurts because I've forgotten. This is a moment of, you know, real pain for me. Or, or this is a moment where I could really beat myself up. Shame, Second, I would say she was shame. shame. Yeah, you're going to use whatever word works for you. God, I could feel, I can feel the shame. I can feel the shame. Second step, there's not a mum in the world. Stop yourself. There's not a mum in the world who hasn't dropped a little ball like this. It's all good. And that third thing, it's all good. What I just naturally said, that's the yeah, third step. Where you say something kind to yourself, you're all right. You've got a lot on. Nothing's actually happened. It's all good. It's all good. And I, I am actually like, you can see I do it naturally because I do this hundreds of times a day, right? So I naturally. But there's something put... self-soothing about you sort of stroking yourself and holding yourself. Well, what's it? incredible is the feeling that we get when we get a loving hug from another. It activates exactly the same oxytocin and love hormone as when we do it for ourselves. Does it? it? As when you do it to exactly yourself? Exactly the same. There's no difference. So that's about what? Not even 30 seconds. Not even, no. It's it's just a little circuit breaker. And there is tons and tons and tons of research behind these three little steps that show why they work, how it works. I'm not going to go into (laughs) that, but it's there. So the first thing is we're labeling it. This is a moment I'm experiencing. I could go into shame here. Remember, there's nothing wrong with me. Everyone drops balls like this. And then you say something kind to yourself. It just shows how much I've got going on today. You're all good, my love. You're all good. I call myself like my love. My do darling. you? Do you? Yeah. 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 You're all good, my love. You're all. Oh, right. I'm going to come up with a nickname for myself. I mean, I'm, yeah. I, I'm not going to tell you about this until we some do people, the week. But I, I realized the other day when I do do something, I'm not pleased with myself about what I call myself, and you are going to be so angry. Well, so I don't. I, I need also, a new I'm word. also not massively happy about the self care bully. I mean, I think that's. <laughs> I think we could probably, ch- if we're being kind this week, I think we could probably change that. Yeah, encourager. <laughs> so you need a name that's going to be tender and loving, not a name that you use when you beat yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah, I do. So is, have you got the practice? Is it got, it. Yes. got it. Got it. Got it. We're going to do it. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do it. Uh, and we'll report back on how it is. Yes, we will. Zoe. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You have been an absolute delight. I have loved every minute of this chat. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Me too. And please come back and teach Lauren self-compassion anytime (laughs) you'd like. (laughs) Sounds like it sounds like this practice is going to be transformational for you. It is. It is. Thank you so much. I would say that just the quick sort of throwaway lobbing comment is that if you experience resistance, remember that that too is completely normal. Remember what we said about plowing the field. This is a big change, Lauren, particularly for you. I think if you're used to going into those spirals, so be really, really compassionate to yourself about any resistance that you feel about it. That's a great tip. Mm. Zoe, thank you.
You're welcome. So she was so hugely helpful, yeah, wasn't she? Absolutely brilliant. We're going to release that full episode on Sunday with Zoe. So that was just a very short snippet of what she had to say. So please do tune in for that. She is so insightful and she has so much wisdom and you really won't want to miss it. This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're traveling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios. Let's go further. So should we just recap Zoe's practice and what we were doing this week to practice self-compassion? Please. Right. So number one is mindfulness. You need to label it. I'm being hard on myself. Well, you have to catch it first. Yeah. Notice it. Yeah. And then label it. Spot it. Yeah. Spot it. Yeah. Did you do that? Did you actually spot it? You'll see in my week. I don't know how you're, you... You're so... You're so... Uh, you have no faith. Oh, no, I have faith. I have total faith. I and just hope. can't imagine that you got on with this very well. <laughs> this is just very uncomfortable for you. Right. So the first one is to label it. I am being hard on myself. Yeah. It is here. Number two is common humanity. We always think in a hard moment that this shouldn't be happening, but it's just a part of life. So remind yourself you're just part of the human race. So it's label it and then remind yourself that you are part of the human race. Number three. This kindness bit, self-kindness, say something kind to yourself. Use a phrase like, it's all good, my love, or you've got a lot going on, or it's all okay right now. Something nice. Yeah. Did you do that? Maybe. Can't imagine you doing that. <laughs> Number four, be compassionate towards yourself about resistance around the practice. Yeah, that's my main thing. Number four. What do you mean? It's your Being main? compassionate to myself about, about resistance around the practice. Yeah. Do that again. <laughs> I, 
I don't know how you got on with this. Well, I'm going to tell you. We actually haven't even discussed it at all. I'm going. We haven't even made reference to it. Like sometimes we'll be like, oh, I did the practice, but I can't tell you and I can't wait to tell you on Tuesday. No, we did have one short discussion. It went like this. You said, how getting on with self-compassion? And I said, meh. And you were like, yeah, me too. That was it. (laughs) That that was our whole chat. about. Was that it? Yeah, that was it. That was our chat. Please, please remind me of that. I also sent you a quiz. Oh, I didn't get the quiz. You didn't like the quiz? No, I, I I didn't get it. What do you mean? I didn't get it. You didn't receive it? Or you didn't understand it? <laughs> no, I got it. Right. As in it, it arrived you in my inbox. You received the quiz, but... I didn't get it. What do you mean? Should we do it one more time? <laughs> Go around again. <laughs> you didn't understand it? No, I understood it. But? I didn't get it. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to explain it to you? No, no, I understand it. Okay. I just... Thought it was shit. <laughs> I think it's sure it was wow. shit. It was a shit quiz. The, the questions were ridiculous. I found all the questions just did not tally. Like they didn't, they weren't, they weren't things that come up for me. They, okay. they weren't things that come up for you either. How do you know if they're things that come up for me because or not? I, I literally spend every waking moment either on the phone to you, on WhatsApp to you, or face to face with you. I mean, there is not a lot of my week where I am separated from you, is there? It's true. But you wouldn't want to be separated from me. <laughs> I might today. You're being a bit scratchy. <laughs> Hold on. So just give an example of some of the questions. Oh. Can you remember? Um, when something bad happens to you, do you feel that you are the only person who's experiencing this? And then it was like always, or occasionally, like, never. When sometimes. you fail at something terribly, do, do you, you then yourself beat yourself up? up? Yeah. Or do you, when things, it was all very gloom and doom. Doom and gloom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was all very doom, doom and a gloom. And, and a gloom and a doom. You got a rap? <laughs> no. We haven't had a rap. I'm not really in a rapping kind of mood today. <laughs> or shirt. You're not in a rapping shirt I'm not. Either. I'm not feeling very gangster today. <laughs> it's not my vibe. So you thought the quiz saying? was shit? I thought the quiz was shit. Well, I Who found wrote your... the quiz? You even put it on our Facebook group. I didn't write the quiz, but I found your no, I results quite interesting, actually. I found your results interesting because... The overall score, like they said, the average score. Oh, and then, and then, right. So it was all these things. It's like, basically, if unless you've had a really horrendously shit time of it recently, it it just doesn't, there's no point in doing it. I don't agree. Your scores were interesting. I don't expect you to agree. Anyway, okay, my scores were interesting. But also, Mm. then it's like this whole thing of, like the results yeah. of how to record yes. your results. Okay. I read those results yeah. like three times and still didn't get it. I know, but I did. So I'll explain them to you. Because <laughs> to me, it was very clear. The average overall self-compassion score is about three, 3.0. Okay. Your overall score. What does that mean? That means that you are self-compassionate. If you the get The average three... person scores about 3.0 on this quiz. You scored 3.63 overall. So your compassion is slightly above average the average person so I am more compassionate yes. towards myself my self-compassion was 2.58 okay that so we're not we're not score. so far away from each other no although I won <laughs> I mean it's not a competition but you're welcome also I'm not a competitive person so I'll I happy only, to give you the win I only said it to annoy you I don't actually okay. care okay I, I don't win. actually Can care I mean if you beat me at sprints I would care this I don't care it's very unlikely that I'll beat you at sprinting you would have highly unlikely. You would have beaten me the other day. 
If I was being chased by someone with a knife, maybe. Other than that, I don't run. For anything. <laughs> I like it that you know that you run if someone's chasing you with a knife. Because well, when was the last time someone chased you with a knife? Thank God, never. Right, so there are, it's split into three things. Some of them are good and some of them are bad. Like, see, but it's the same score. You see why it's confusing. And then they're like, oh, if you scored low in this, it means you've got good self-compassion. And if you scored high in that, it means you've got bad self-compassion and then low self-compassion. And then it's all, we're going to just change the scores in the middle. And it's all really confusing. And it's like, all of a sudden, I've just like lost interest. No, you made it too complicated. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, let me just simplify the whole thing down. You're better at self-compassion <laughs> than I am. Okay? No one is does surprised. That, does that make it easier <laughs> no one, for you? No one is surprised. Okay, By the way, yeah. I knew that before we did this stupid I, test. I know which bit you didn't like. You didn't like the bit that said over-identification subscales indicate less self-compassion. And at that point, you were like, no, I don't know what over-identification subscales are. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> And then it continues, while lower scores on these dimensions are indicative of more self-compassion. And then, this is the best bit in brackets. Oh my God, I got PTSD. This is the best bit. These subscales are automatically reverse coded when your overall self-compassion score is calculated. And you were like, what? Reverse coded? It's just a quiz. It's a stupid fucking quiz. It's like on the back of Cosmopolitan. Like, what the fuck is this? And you were like... And you're like, well, it's very simple. It's very simple. Let me explain it to you. It's very simple. It's like, mm, actually, not okay. So it's right. not simple, is it? It's it's. I mean, I do get it because it's some of them are high anyway. Whatever. <laughs> so, so, I think I think my point is proved. Is the self kindness, so, so, so self judgment, just... and common humanity. Some of them have to be high, and some of them have to be low. Well, you know what? I don't care. Okay, I whatever. Don't care. You, you win. And okay? also, you win. I don't. I don't have to win. All right. This is not a place where I need to win. Okay? <laughs> Pete can if you want. The only the only place I need to win is in the gym. You, you can win there. Thanks. Um, so I just thought it was a shit quiz. Okay. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. So thanks for sending that. You're, to you're me. really you're really welcome. <laughs> What's so funny is you got exactly how my brain processed. All of those words. I understood exactly how your brain (laughs) processed it. Then I made my son do the quiz because I thought, how bad is my self-compassion? I need to compare it to his. And I asked him all the questions and he obviously scored higher than me. But also, he's a a man, Zach. He's also a man. And I think they're a little bit different. I don't think they... Do you? (laughs) You think men are a bit different to women? (laughs) I think they also don't enjoy... That is the most profound thing you've ever said on this show. (laughs) I think they don't enjoy beating themselves up as much as women do. They don't have to. Mm. They don't have to. They're not told to. Mm. Anyway, should we actually get on with how we podcast? Shall we? How did you feel going into the week? Not thrilled. No. Not delighted. No. Not really very interested. No. Because I knew I wouldn't be very good at it. No. (laughs) And having dealt with the murky world of toxic positivity, I thought, oh, do I need another fucking week of this? No, I don't. Can't we just do a week of like eating apples every day? You know what they say. Keeps the doctor away. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you saying that? I don't know, because you need to go to the doctor, don't you? She's got pain in her chest. I'm not. She's got pain in her chest. She comes into the studio, she sits down, she goes, 
She goes, oh, I've got this funny pain in my chest. It's not it's not near my heart. It's the other side. And you know when it feels like you've swallowed something and then it's just a bit lower down than your throat. It's just stuck like a ball. Mm. And like James and I are looking at her like, uh, <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Perhaps you need to go to the doctor. And then she says, no, it feels very muscular like I've pulled the bustle. We're like, doing what exactly? <laughs> Or your chest pressing, or your push-ups, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> just go to the fucking I'm just doctor. Saying, if I if I fall off my chair with a heart attack, you will not be laughing at knocking it's fine, my it's chest the chest other pain. side. You said <laughs> it's not but my like, heart. It would be the compassionate thing to do. Whilst we've already done the week of it self-compassion, would wouldn't it be a compassionate it thing does to do? Feel to go? Mu- it does feel muscular, and I think it will go by tomorrow morning. If it doesn't, I will call a medical professional to, to, to look at it. Okay. No, I have no words. Okay. We've already practised a week of self-compassion, and here she is, <laughs> flunking. I don't want to do a week of hypochondria. Oh, my God. What? See, that's not very compassionate. <laughs> Basically, I don't even need to hear how your week went because you failed miserably. That is I not didn't the... fail at my week. I was quite good. But I've done it for one week I'm and that is enough. play you my week now. <laughs> Go on. Come on. So it's been a bit of a horrible day. Barker got attacked by another dog when we were on our walk this morning. Everything happened very fast. And I thought he was all right, but he wasn't. He was bleeding and I had to rush him to the vet and just deal with everything in a very quick and practical manner. He's all right. Uh, but later this afternoon, I realised that I was I was just in the kitchen and I was a bit shaky in my body and in my hands. And I thought, ah, time for a bit of self-compassion, Lauren. So I brought some in and just said to myself, just acknowledge you had a bit of a fright this morning. And now that you've got the space to breathe, now that everything's over and dealt with, you're feeling that in your body. And then the common humanity piece, which was anyone who had seen their dog and been with their dog when they got attacked and had to deal with taking their bleeding dog to the vet would be feeling a little bit shaken up by what happened. It's normal to feel like that. You love your dog. It was a horrible thing to happen. Most people would be feeling how you're feeling now. So cut yourself some slack. Don't be hard on yourself. And then just a bit of kindness, just saying, do you know what? Just have a cup of tea and maybe sit down for five minutes and understand that he's all right and so are you but it's fine to feel a little wobbly about what happened so there's my self-compassion piece for the day not bad eh did it work though I mean I know you're going through the steps and I know that you're saying the words am I going don't make such a fucking fast dogs get bitten every day mate yeah. charge it yeah 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 I the first thing I thought was oh my blood sugar must be low and then I thought definitely isn't just had a biscuit like, I'm totally, totally it's not that it was I mean you were with me that's oh the funny God, thing was, we like so to do everything together even even have our pets attacked together it was horrible it wasn't very nice it it, it was horrible it was worse than not very nice. It was horrible. But it was so quick. It was so quick. Yeah. But it is something, and it wasn't didn't happen to my dog, and it has stayed with me all weekend. I keep getting the flashbacks to it. Oh, it was horrible. I'm not getting the flashbacks, but also 
could very easily have been your dog because they were walking side by side at the time. Yes. And if it had been your dog, I think it would have been worse because she's much smaller. I think, she, I don't think she would have survived it, actually. Well. He was a vicious, fucking horrible dog and he just went for it. He just pounced out on the poor Barker. Completely out of the blue. And then Barker fell over in the ditch, Well, didn't he, he was so forceful when he bit him that he pushed him down a ditch into this brook and I had to pull him out and it, it wasn't like... It was, it it, was yeah. horrible. It was horrible. And I think in the afternoon, I went, oh, that happened. Oh, I th and your body, as my friend says, your body, your body knows keeps the, the score. Your body knows the score, yeah. right? So you still got the adrenaline yeah. all in your yeah. body. So yeah. that's why yeah. you felt faint. I think that's what it was. I just was like a bit shaky. shaky. Horrible. Yeah. It was Aww. horrible. It was It was not nice. So I I did give myself a bit of self-compassion. Did How I long? mean it? How did long? I mean it in my heart? How long did you give it to yourself for? Three minutes during the cup of tea. Yeah, and it was like, right, come on, next thing, come on, got to make dinner and pick the kids up and blah, blah, blah. bit like that, stiff on the lip, bit like that, a lot like that. Okay, I've got another one. Being very honest. Thank you. I'm just going to be really blunt and honest <laughs> with you and say that I definitely have a propensity for using self indulgence and self pity instead of self compassion because maybe that's a stretch too far for me. So there's been a lot of fuss over the dog last night, yesterday, today. And Zach, my middle one, my 16-year-old, said, do you know what, Mum, the dog's fine. It's you that's not fine. Oh, well done, Zach. And I thought, yeah, he's probably right. So after everybody went to bed last night, I sat down on the sofa to watch Graham Norton with a tub of ice cream. Now, I don't <laughs> even like ice cream, but it happened to be peanut butter ice cream. I do like that. Yeah. And I ate it, and the excuse I gave myself was, oh, well, you know, it's been a really hard day. I deserve it. Why shouldn't I have it? That's not self-compassion. That's self-indulgence. And this morning, I felt a bit shitty about myself. And I'm not going to be compassionate about that because that was just gluttony and giving myself an excuse for gluttony. Not into that, and I'm also not a binge eater, so I don't really know what was going on there. I don't do comfort eating, so I, I think I was just giving myself an excuse to be a bit of a pig. Oh. And, and I was. Oh. Sorry, that there wasn't self-compassion. There is a lot to talk about. Okay, but that wasn't self-compassion. It was complete self-indulgence. And a little bit of a minor pity party. Oh, poor me. I had a bad day. I'm going to eat ice cream on the sofa. It was both. It wasn't compassionate. And if we were being compassionate now, yeah. what would we say? Should we go through the steps now? <laughs> no, about it? Yes. I don't yes. Want yes. Because you're being really horrible to yourself. No, it was it was a bit disgusting. You're being what? For sitting on the sofa eating ice cream. I don't even like ice cream. So so what? Be compassionate towards yourself. Let's do it in real time. I didn't Let's even put it in a bowl. Eat it out the tub you with would, a teaspoon. See, that's unlike you. It really is and unlike so, me. If you were being compassionate mm. and you were doing the four-step program yeah. now yeah. about the woman that's sitting on the couch after she's had a very traumatic day, it was it a was, it, it, I'm not going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. Well, then how are we going to make a podcast? <clears throat> I'm not going to defend the day is what I mean. It was a traumatic day. Okay, it was a traumatic day. For the dog. <laughs> <laughs> what is the matter with you? What is the matter with you? 
for the dog really quickly. (laughs) It was a traumatic day. It was a traumatic (laughs) event. (laughs) It wasn't a traumatic day. Well, it made the rest of the day unpleasant. Yeah, yeah, I've had better mornings. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. 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 So then you sit on the sofa. Yeah. And you eat ice cream. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because you needed some comfort food. But okay. I don't really comfort eat. That's the thing. I normally comfort starve. I don't want to eat when I'm upset. So it was unusual for me. Very unusual. Mm. So if you were being compassionate about that, yeah. what would you say? <laughs> Label it. Uh, I was feeling. <laughs> well, I'm going to do it because I can't bear listening to this. I can't bear listening to it. Right. We're going to label it. Go on. Okay. Yeah, label I it. am being really horrible to myself about sitting on the couch and eating ice cream. I've called myself a pig and being gluttonous, and that is just not true. What's the next? What's the next step? Common humanity. The common humanity. Other people eat ice cream. <laughs> Other people, when they've had a really traumatic day, sometimes need a little bit of comfort and a warm, soft couch and a bit of ice cream, something that really tastes really nice because it has been a horrible day. The self-kindness. Say something kind to yourself. Actually, it really doesn't matter if that's what got you through the evening after having had a traumatic day, then that's what got you through the evening. So that's the voice note I should have made. Be compassionate to yourself about resistance around the practice. I understand that I am resisting showing myself some compassion about the fact that I might be holding some trauma because my dog got bit. And that's okay. That's that's the recording I should have made. Yeah. That's how you do the practice. Okay, thank you. Not <laughs> calling yourself a gluttonous pig. Okay, that <laughs> is not, not... That's not self-compassion. That is not self-compassion. No, it's not. It's what me- is that? Mean. <laughs> it's mean and unkind. <laughs> it's bully. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's self-care bully. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like I'm now being mean. Why? To you. You're not being mean to me. I am being a little bit mean. No, you're not. It's fine. I'm frustrated. Here, here's, here's my last recording then. Oh, can we just move on? <laughs> I don't want to make this a biggie. (laughs) I had friends for dinner on Saturday night and I cooked all day. Totally by choice. Could have got a takeaway, could have gone out. And I love cooking, so whatever. But what I'm trying to tell you is I really, really made the most massive effort to make a really nice dinner. And there were three of them. And they came, they stayed. We had champagne. Ollie opened a really, like, extremely nice bottle of wine. And we had a, I think, really nice evening. Anyway, more than 24 hours have passed. Nobody said thank you. Now... Feeling a little bit hurt, a little bit upset. Don't want to turn it into self-pity. Thought I'd turn it into self-compassion. So I just thought, hmm, I'm feeling a little bit hurt and upset and a little bit wounded that nobody could just spend 15 seconds sending me a text to say thanks. Then I brought in a bit of common humanity. Am I being precious? I don't think so. I'm not expecting like a handwritten note or a bunch of flowers. I feel like most people who spent this amount of time and effort would kind of appreciate just a thank you text. And then I was kind to myself. I was like, Dolly, you know what? Dolly? You made a really nice dinner and they're a bit rude. And this is not on you. Because of course I'm turning it into maybe they didn't have a nice evening oh my god maybe they didn't like my dinner maybe i didn't make a nice meal but i don't think any of that's true i think 
maybe they were they're just being a bit rude now that was better better you have definitely gone the hang of it as the week went on yeah dolly dolly you called yourself dolly when i'm being really nice to myself yeah i call myself dolly i love that when i'm being extra sweet yeah oh dolly sweet yeah it's not and it doesn't cause any harm when i'm being mean to myself i call myself something else. a gluttonous pig fucking bitch sometimes sometimes i say that that's mean isn't it anyway yeah you know what what that was nice and yeah. compassionate yeah and kind yeah and sweet yeah and i had been to your dinner parties and your food is off the scale good i mean i just felt like am i being a little bit and I thought, no, no, this isn't on me. And I'm allowed to feel like this. Oh, my goodness me. <laughs> Check out this vision in front of us. Someone who is being kind and compassionate, knowing their self-worth, knowing their truth. I feel a little hurt. Owning their feelings. Okay. Okay. I proud. did the week. Hashtag proud. Thanks. I did the week. I feel bad now. Don't feel bad. I feel bad because I was having a right go at you about the gluttonous pig comment. It wasn't the nicest thing to say to myself. It wasn't. Even though I was being one. Regardless <laughs> of not, the event. We're not, we're not going we're not down going that. there. Okay. We've done that. Do you think I'm within my rights to feel like that? Did Would they you not feel say like that? you at all? Not at all. <gasps> Would you feel the yeah. same? Yeah. Would you? Yeah. So that's my week. Well done, partner. You got the hang of it in the end. <sighs> Okay. Let's hear yours. We're going straight into voice notes? Straight in. Okay. I am in a bad mood. I'm in a mood. I want to stay in the mood. I don't want to bring myself out of the mood. I don't want to be nice to myself to bring myself out of the mood. I'm in a mood and I'm being moody and everyone who is in my path or anywhere near me should avoid me at all costs, literally reverse like a big lorry because I'm going to stay in this mood for as long as I wish. And no matter how much self-compassion I'm meant to practice this week, the mood is here to stay. Beep, 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 <laughs> beep, 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 beep. I'm not in the mood now. Okay. I was actually at your house. You were at my when, house. When I mood. recorded that. Mm. Right. You know what? Yeah. just wanted to bring it here. Okay. Please. Uh, there are times when I would just like to stay in a mood. Hmm little bit self-indulgent is it a little bit oh it is i think it might be i think you're right so it's the same as sitting on the couch eating the ice cream it's not really being in a bad mood is fine you're, you know you're right but it it's is not self-compassion is it because no. because really if you could think about well why <clears throat> is it just is it just hormonal if so i'm going to be compassionate you know what i've got pmt and it puts me in a really bad mood and that's okay because all women many women have pmt and i'm just gonna sit through it and i know it will pass you but, know what i love yeah i love that we can only do it for each other yeah <laughs> that we can't actually manage to do it for ourselves no but the just being in a bad mood without actually looking why or has someone upset you maybe you have reason to be upset and that's why you're in a bad mood well i was at your house so well, had i upset you no, no. had i made you a lunch you didn't like oh my god um yeah I, I'd be more. You're right. I'd, self, it's self-indulgent. I'd be happier if you looked into why that was. What's the other one? Self-indulgent and self-pity. Yeah, it's no, that. It wasn't, that wasn't. It wasn't pitying. It wasn't pitying. I just wanted everyone to fuck off. 
Okay. Just wanted everyone to fuck off. That's all right. Well, it's not all right, is it? Because it doesn't make you a very pleasant person to be around. Anyway, here's my next voice note. I think I find it impossible to give myself compassion. So I'm going to do it whilst I'm on this voice note. So I have to label it. I'm being hard on myself. So the issue is the dog hasn't been walked for two days. So I'm being hard on myself because I am sort of giving myself a bit of a hard time that she hasn't been walked for two days. Um, Common humanity. So now I just have to remind myself that it's a part of life. It's half term. You've been pulled in a million different directions. I'm just part of the human race. It's normal. The dog is okay. Self-kindness. Say something kind to yourself. Uh, Don't really want to, but okay. The dog will live and it is totally fine that's about as kind as i can get be compassionate to yourself about resistance around the practice i still think i should have taken the dog for a walk and it's not there on the dog um but be compassionate it's fine you're a good doggy mummy it didn't then suddenly turn into her having been walked didn't relieve the guilt particularly can i just add one amendment i do believe that on one of those days you did try and walk her and she refused to walk. Yes. Right. So this wasn't you not being a good dog owner and just not taking her out because you don't care and you're too busy. You did actually try. She actually refused to walk. So that's kind of on her. <laughs> and also the other thing is, is that there were three other people in the house that are all able to walk her. Absolutely. And no one did. No. So that's also on them. But partly Miley's fault for refusing to walk yes. as well. Okay. Okay. It was a small example. Oh. Right. Okay. Next voice note. You're going to hate this one. Oh. Before I get into my voice note, I just want to say, Lauren, you are not allowed to roll your eyes. Okay. Because my next <laughs> sentence is going to be, I went for a run, but I completely failed in my attempt at the run. So I wanted to do a 5K. Stop rolling your eyes, Lauren. I wanted to do a 5K. wanted to do it in my best time. Basically, ended up doing a 3.3k because I got such a bad stitch and I was just slow and fatigued and my body just didn't feel good and I basically stopped running and then I called my husband to come pick me up. That was a big fat fucking fail. Fail. I'm like two months away from this bloody race and I should not be failing at a 5k. Okay? Yes, I know I'm supposed to be doing compassion, but now I'm going to unpick it with you and I'm going to go through it with you because I couldn't manage to do it on my own. <clears throat> not rolling my eyes. 3.3k run no, is very impressive no, to me. No, it's not. It's not. Thank you. Well, it is. It's not. Right. <clears throat> the, Shall we? The, Shall we? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Let me take and you I'm through still, a masterclass. By the way, I'm still uh, fucked off about it. I'm going to say I'm beating myself up. I'm just fucked off about it. Okay. Because at this point in my training, mm. me doing, I should be able to do a 25-minute 5K. Well, you can because you've done it more I haven't, than once before. I have never done a 25-minute 5 I've done 28 minutes or something. 28 minutes, Okay, yeah. all right. So you have completed it. It's not like you never no, have. No, no, no. I've done loads of yeah. 5Ks, but it just, you know, it, it's it's proof that my training is working and that my speed is going up and all of those things. Mm. So the fact that I couldn't even complete the 5K, my mm-hmm. body was so tired Okay. Uh, are you the only person on earth who ever has a bad run and a bad day? Yes. Are you? <laughs> I am. Are you? Yes. Okay. 
Does no one else ever have a day where they get a stitch? No. Is having a stitch exclusive to you? Yes. No one else gets stitches when they no. run. Just you, because you're a failure. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> right? I'm a big, fat failure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can't run. Is that true? And that makes me a terrible person. Is it true? And I should just stay Give in it up. bed. Why don't you just not run anymore? Why don't you just running. stay on the sofa with me, watching Graham Norton eating ice cream? Don't like peanut butter ice cream. Okay. I mean, really? 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 Hmm. Well, well, well. The problem is it's not impressive. Not impressed with that. I know because it was it was a shit run. <laughs> no, I'm not not impressed with the shit run. I'm not impressed with how you're not able to accept that you just had one off run. You know what it does? Just though? one. It, mentally, it gets in my head, and then everything. Because you're only as you know that you're only as good as your last whatever they say. You know, it's not true though, is it? Well, it feels that way. Okay. Do you need to actually go through the steps? Do this properly now. Yeah. Why not? Right. Label it. <sighs> I am disappointed with myself well, I'm because being hard I did on a myself. shit run, and now I'm blaming myself and being horrible to myself. Back. What a failure I am. Now yeah. I'm not ready for this run, this race. I'm not. Okay. Right. <laughs> not ready for this rest. Step two, bit of common humanity. Yeah. Come on. You had trained all week. Mm -hmm. You trained hard all week. Mm. You'd done a lot of strength training. Your mm. muscles were really tired. Mm -hmm. And other people also have days where they get a stitch. Having a stitch is sometimes part of being a human being living in a human body. It's very common. Okay. Lots of other people run and experience getting a stitch and they also have to stop. Okay. 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 Step three. A little bit of self-kindness. Self Come on, a little bit. Well, what am I supposed to say that's kind? I've done some amazing runs in the last few weeks. <laughs> I haven't. I've done better than I thought I could. And every time I do it, I improve. And this one was just a bit of an anomaly. And that's fine. And that's okay. I'm still in great shape and I'm working so hard. How's that? It's all right. Okay. Be compassionate to yourself about resistance around the practice. I, I acknowledge that I am finding it hard to be okay with it. Uh, and I will just try and be compassionate to that. Thank you. <sighs> it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. It's really hard. We're not the best at this, <laughs> is what I've discovered. We're not, are we? And maybe we just have to have a bit of self-compassion about not being so great at self-compassion. And then yesterday, mm. my daughter, my nearly 15-year-old, she basically, she was still asleep at half past one. Mm. So I went upstairs mm -hmm. to wake her up. Mm. I opened all the curtains mm. upstairs. And I'm mm. like, it's half past one. You mm. need to wake Oh, what are you doing? It's like, oh, don't wake me up. I'm too tired. I'm too tired. Mm. Right, all that. Mm -hmm. And then... So I was like, you know, you've got to get up. Mm. Anyway, she said, oh, I've got loads of homework to do. So she basically sat in her room, mm -hmm. I'm not kidding, all day, mm -hmm. catching up with mm -hmm. her art and her home, whatever she was doing, yeah. right? And when I went up there, she's like, I don't want anything to eat, I'm not hungry. She was so teenagery yesterday. So I took her up a bowl of fruit and some bread and whatever. And I don't want it, oh, it's disgusting, I don't want it, all that, right? Mm. Anyway, I just left it there, you know, mm. like tentatively. Yeah. 
Anyway, so then I made dinner last night and everyone came down and she was in the worst mood. Not surprisingly. No, because she'd been in her room. All day. All No fresh air. Day. No fresh air. Not eating properly, working. Right. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. So then I went into this spiral mm. after dinner because mm. she was in the worst mood. And I kept saying to her, you are in the worst mood because you haven't left your bedroom all day. What? What's doing? And I said, and you haven't eaten. Oh, I've eaten fruit. You know. Yeah. And then I just felt like the worst parent. And I went into this spiral. Uh, why? What do you mean, why? Why do you feel like the worst parent? Because that's the choice she made for herself that day. Well, because because she'd been in her room all day. Yeah. She hadn't eaten properly all day. The only thing she'd eaten is what I took up to her. She's not two. She has legs. She could come down and get whatever she wants. And if she couldn't manage that, ask, Mum, please, could you make me X, Y, Z? Because I'm hungry. I know. Yeah. But I don't know. I just took it all on. That suddenly I'm a terrible mother. And then I got really annoyed with Adam because he couldn't understand why she was in a bad mood. And I screamed at him at the dinner table. I'm like, she's in a bad mood because she's been in her room all day. And he's like, why are you screaming at me? It's like, well, because we've let her be in her room all day. Mm. Okay. Why, why are you looking confused? I, I, I don't know why you're taking this on as mum guilt. She is old enough to make better decisions for herself. It's not your responsibility. Is it not? Not at that age, no. I mean, you can suggest it. What did? Well, there you go. Oh, so I can let go of it? I've, I think you can definitely let go of it. Also, if she decides to leave all of her half-time homework to the last day of the holidays, that's also on her. I'd understand if she was 18 months, two years old, and you said, do you know what? I decided to watch Real Housewives for seven hours and I left her in her playpen and I just chucked her like a rusk to chew on. And, she, and now she's miserable this evening. Then I'd understand it. But this is not the case. Okay. I think I'm now just questioning all my parenting now that you said that. It's like, hold on, what, I don't have to feel guilty about any of this? Not that stuff, no. Not that age. Not really. No, definitely not. Okay. Definitely not. Eye-opening. Mm. I thought I had to feel guilty about all of it. <laughs> you don't. You never have mum guilt. No. I always have mum guilt. I don't have it. Should we summarise? Please. Did anything work for you this week? <laughs> I mean, I, anything. I don't actually find self-compassion <laughs> very helpful. I don't. I don't find that four-step programme very helpful. I'm I not, know that mm. says a lot more about me and a therapist would have a fucking field trip about what I have just said. I know they would because my best friend is a therapist and if I said that in front of her which I wouldn't fucking dare she would like eat me alive about what that says I didn't find this week life-changingly brilliant but I also yeah I do worry if self-compassion is blended in with other things sometimes that aren't so great no no <laughs> For me. No. Self-compassion yeah. is not blended in with anything because it's just not, it's not present. It's not self-pity. It's not present. It's not self-indulgent. It's not anywhere. It's something separate from those two things. But it's, I have to be not careful here. It's where not I, here. I have to be careful. I have to be careful not to wander into the other realms and call that self-compassion when it's not. I would not have you down as a self-pity person. Would you have me down as a self-pity person? No. God, no. Exactly. No. No. Exactly. But our pity or slash self-indulgence comes out in different ways. Like yours was to 
I don't even think I don't even think it was eating the ice cream. I think it was the beating yourself up after eating the ice cream, which is where you were self-indulgent. I feel it sometimes my 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 worry about self-compassion is it turns into what my children would call main character syndrome. Oh, what your children would call a pick me. A pick me. Mine yeah. would call main character. Oh my god, you've got such main character syndrome. It's not all about you. That. That's my concern around it. I'm shit at it. Okay. I, I, I'm also I'm shit, shit at it. it. I'm I hold also, my hands I'm up. shit at it. I'm also shit at it. Why are we shit at it? It feels very weird. It feels a bit excusey. Excusey. That's what I don't like. Well, you're you're worried that are you saying you're worried that it, it will fall into self-indulgence? Yes. But it's, and or self-pity. But it's different. Like all every time I'm self-compassionate to myself, it's an excuse to not do something or why I'm allowed to behave like that. Oh, well, I'm just being kind. I'm just being kind. Well, are you? Or are you actually just making an excuse for X, Y, Z? Well, that's how I felt after my run. I didn't want to do the self-compassion piece because it was a shit run. I probably shouldn't have gone for the run. And now I just feel a bit shit about it. And now I'm questioning whether I'm going to be ready for this race. So me being compassionate about it just feels... It's, it, it's not going to help, actually. I really need to be clear and real with myself. And actually, I've still got a lot of work to do and I've got to get on with it. Okay, I'll give you a real life example. So this, sure that's what we just did. <laughs> no, I mean like a today example. So I got up and I thought, do you know what? This week, I really should try to be a little bit more mindful about what I shove into my mouth. Because you know I pay no, I eat anything, everything, all the time. And then when I've done that for like three months, I may notice my jeans are a little tighter. That's on me. I thought this week I really should try. Then I get up and think, hmm, great. Josh has left three quarters of a bowl of porridge. I'll just shovel that in. Well, you know, I should because, oh, because we're going to be in the studio all morning and then maybe I'll be a little bit hungry and then I'll do something. And, and I make called, it's all called, the excuses. It's called breakfast. I don't, but I don't normally eat breakfast. What I'm saying is, I'll find. No, I never do. That's not a new thing. Now, now I'm horrified. Well, I don't. I'm horrified. I don't, I don't not horrified about the fact that you eat, don't eat breakfast. I'm horrified about the fact that you're giving yourself a hard time because you ate breakfast. No, I think what I'm trying to explain to you is I can excuse myself out of any behaviour by saying, oh, but, or you're getting your period, or you're just ovulating, or you're a little bit tired today. <laughs> like, whatever who, who it is, is it's like... What's this voice? Like, Who's this voice? Like, oh, poor come on, little, Dolly. Come on, little bubby. <laughs> you just have it because you want it. It's that. I feel like there's nothing I can't excuse if I put myself into the self-compassion piece. You're just being nice to yourself. You're just being... But you're not. You're actually just making a excuse for doing well, what whatever it is you self-compassionate? want. Do you know what would be self-compassionate around that? What? It's making yourself a nice healthy breakfast. I don't eat breakfast. I don't want it. Well, I'm not hungry you do. for well, it. you are. No, no, I'm not. It's just it was there. I can't bear food waste. That's a big bugbear of mine. So I just hoovered it. But I shouldn't have done that. Well, maybe you were hungry and just need some breakfast. Wasn't really hungry. It was like seven in the morning. I'm always hungry at seven in the morning. So... All I'm saying is, you can take away the breakfast thing. I'm just saying, I feel you can use it as an excuse. Self-compassion. Self-compassion is different from self-indulgence, from self-pity, from excuses. It's a different practice, which clearly we have not got the hang of. No, I've not got the hang of it. 
But do you believe in compassion? I feel like I have a lot of compassion. I feel like I have a moderate amount of compassion <laughs> for others. <laughs> I was like beginning to sound like I was Mother Teresa there. I'm not. I do know people, one person in particular, who has endless compassion, not just for people, but for any living creature, actually even for plants. She just has such compassion for everything does she, around does her. Does she bring it to herself as well? I think she does. I think she does. She she tries to sort of look after herself. Not always in the not always in the best ways, but I think she's trying. But I'm always in awe of how she's always able to find compassion in things that other people would judge or find ridiculous or whatever. She doesn't do that. And I'm in I, I and I can find compassion. I've spent 16 years in a job where my main thing I have to do is be compassionate towards women in labour. So I am able to do that, but I don't really want to do it to myself. I mean, to, with all due respect, we could have... We could have all said that without doing the show. Do, do we bring it in the club? I mean, I know we should. I know we should bring it in the club, but I don't really want to. We're not very good at it. No. Personally, I think that four-step programme doesn't really work for me. That's mm. not to say that it doesn't work. Mm. And I think there's it other ways... It didn't work massively for me either. I think there's other ways we can be compassionate towards ourselves. Okay. Well, let's see which is probably we can improve it Slightly in less kind, show. which is probably why it works a bit more. Let's improve it in the episode. Let's try. Let's aim for better. That's all we can do. We will be back on Friday for our epilogue show to discuss this a bit further. Oh, goody. Oh, great. I wonder how compassionate our clubbers are. We're going to ask you guys and we'd love you to feedback. I bet they're better than us. They can't be worse. It would be hard. We're both bad, though. So I'm assuming that if we're both bad at it, I'm assuming a lot of women are. Maybe. We'll be back on Friday. Bye. podcast explores how to feel happier more confident and empowered in your motherhood even in our world of pressure judgment and comparison i'm your host zoe blasky and every week i speak to an incredible expert to share actionable steps and powerful lessons to living your life as a mother with more joy and unapologetic confidence listen wherever you get your podcasts just search motherkind kind